Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. On last Sunday, I talked with you from the subject the importance of submitting to the will of God. We looked at the gospel of Matthew chapter 6, verses 36 through 39, verses 42 and 44, where we found Jesus praying in the garden of Gethsemane knowing that he had some stress-filled days ahead, he prayed to his heavenly Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. I shared with you a few lessons that we could learn from Jesus' prayer to his heavenly father. The first lesson was, even though we pray that God removes us from the trials and circumstances that are before us, that God does not change some of the rough realities in our lives. Sometimes we have to deal with and go through some of the struggles of life. And then secondly, I told you that we can learn the lesson from Jesus' prayer in the garden that the purpose of prayer is not for God to will what we want, but for us to want what he wills. Jesus prayed, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I told you that God is not obligated to grant you all of your wants and all of your desires. There are some situations and circumstances that prayer will not alleviate. Remember I told you that? And thirdly, we learn from Jesus' prayer in the garden to his father that in accepting and submitting to God's will, he will give us the strength to endure what he allows. Jesus submitted himself to the father. And the Father provided him the strength that he needed to drink 
of the cup of suffering. Jesus endured the cross and despised the chain. So my brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you today from the subject when the thorn is not removed. Have you ever found yourself in a painful place? Have you ever prayed for something that did not happen? My brothers and sisters, I believe that all of us who have lived any substantial time on this planet we call Earth can testify that we too have experienced some painful places that caused us to pray. Am I right about it? And no matter how many times we prayed or how hard and how long we prayed, God appeared to be silent or delayed in his answering of our prayer. Am I on anybody's street? In our text this morning, we find the Apostle Paul admitting that he was personally experiencing the silence of God in his life. You know the Apostle Paul, don't you? Paul was the one that God used to record most of the 27 books of the Bible called the New Testament. Paul was used mightily by God to perform miracles and communicate the word of God to many. The Apostle Paul, in the first six verses of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, tells the Corinthian believers that if anyone could boast about the presence of God in their life, he certainly could have. He speaks. You good Bible readers know this. He speaks about how God blessed him with abundant revelations and took him up to paradise, the third heaven, and showed him things that could not be uttered. Paul tells the Corinthians that if I wanted to, <laughs> I certainly could boast. But then Paul tells them, and lest I should be exalted above measure 
by the abundance of the revelations. He said, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Wait a minute, deacons. Who was given a thorn in the flesh? The apostle Paul. And let me say right here that the presence of a thorn in your life is not an indicator that you don't belong to God. Oh, y'all missed that. Let me say that again. Let me say it slower. The presence of a thorn in your life is not an indicator that you don't belong to God. Paul belonged to God. But he still had to deal with the thorn that was given to him. Now, now, the Greek word for thorn here in this text means splinter or stake. Has anyone in here ever had a splinter in your hand? If you haven't, let me tell you that a splinter can be irritating and uh, annoying. <laughs> Paul says that he is experiencing a thorn, an annoyance, an irritant in his life. Now, now check out what Paul says. He says, a thorn in the flesh was given, somebody say it was given, was given to me. Let's stop right there. Since Paul uses the word given, people assume that God gave it to him. But notice the text. That the thorn in the flesh is described as a messenger of Satan. Now, Fred, it seems to me, it seems to make sense to me that messengers are sent from their leaders. Oh, Lord. If the thorn is a messenger of Satan, then Satan is behind the thorn's appearance. In other words, let me, let me make it plain. God did not send Paul this thorn, but he allowed its 
presence in Paul's life. Just like Job. Y'all good Bible readers. When Satan told God that the only reason why Job is upright and serves him is because God had a hedge of protection around Job. Remember, God gave Satan permission to buffet Job, but he could not take Job's life. Am I in the Bible? Paul says in the text that a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet. Somebody say buffet. To buffet me. Now, the word buffet in this text means to strike. So this thorn in Paul's life seems to represent various types of persecutions. When Paul said that he was given a thorn to buffet him, Paul was simply saying that he had some problems in his life. He had some enemies that were out to get him. He had some afflictions, some pains, and some persecutions that he had to deal with. Somebody or something was always striking out at him. Now, I know that here in this sanctuary today, there is someone who can relate or identify with the Apostle Paul. If you can't, I know that I can. And come on, let's be honest with one another. None of us really want to deal with a thorn. Am I right about it? We would prefer a problem-free life devoid of thorny and painful scenarios. It is interesting to note from the text that even though God did not send the thorn, he allowed it to stay. Check out verse 8. Paul tells us, for this thing or this thorn, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Is that what your book says? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know, Pastor Wood, are you trying to tell me that God allows some bad things, some thorns, 
some irritants to come and stay in my life? Yes, he does. But remember what the devil means for bad. God makes for your good. In other words, God can use your afflictions to bring out the best in you and make you see him for who he really is. Why, Pastor Wood? Does God allow some thorns to remain in my life? I'm glad you asked. I believe today through this text that we can find several reasons why the thorn existed in Paul's life and why we too must learn how to deal with our thorn that seems unmovable. Can y'all do about seven more minutes? Okay. First of all, when the thorn is not removed, like Paul, maybe the thorn is there to keep you and I humble. Can I say it again? Why does the thorn stay? Why is the thorn not removed? Maybe the thorn is there to keep you and I humble. Let me, let me, let me prove my case. Paul had just testified in verses 1 through 6 of chapter 12, of having been given by God a vision of paradise. Along with being granted visions, he experienced great success during his ministry. Now, it is a fact, Fred, of human nature that comfort and pleasant circumstances often make us spiritually lazy. When things are going well, we sometimes neglect the spiritual habits of prayer personal worship, and Bible study. Our minds tend to become preoccupied with the things of the world, like our homes, our cars, our entertainment, our money, our own personal wants and desires that we become inattentive to the things of God. More often than not, 
listen to me. It's the hard times that drive us to God and teach us that it is not through our strength, but through God's strength that we're living. Let me tell you, it is through the manifestation of the thorn that we realize our complete dependence upon God. The thorn reminds us that we are absolutely unable to survive without his presence in our lives. So maybe the thorn is there to keep you and I humble. Look, with all the spiritual success and favor of God that was manifested in, in and through Paul's life, God didn't want Paul to get big-headed. He didn't want Paul to get high-minded. And such is the case with us. The thorn makes you and I remember and appreciate that we are who we are, where we are, and what we are solely because of him. Listen, don't you think for one moment that if you are experiencing some success in your life, that you have done it on your own. And, and let me say right here, some of us need to stop being envious of what others have because you don't know what thorns they had to deal with to get the favor that they have. Ah, boy, it's good to my soul. If you are favored and successful, it is only because of the goodness of God. And let me warn you, if you get too high-minded, and too cute, God can allow the enemy to loose a thorn your way. Listen, tell your neighbor, I don't need no more thorns. <laughs> Let me move on to my second point. Another reason why God does not remove the thorn in our lives is the presence of the thorn serves God's purposes in our life. Oh, y'all missed that. I, 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 let me say it again. Let me say it slower. Sometimes God does not remove the thorn in our lives because the presence 
of the thorn serves God's purposes in our lives. Let me prove my case. Listen to what the Apostle Paul tells us that God said to him when he prayed three times for God to remove the thorn. God says, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. In other words, the presence of the thorn causes us to experience the power of God. Come on now. For many of us, it was the thorns in our lives that drove us to God. If it wasn't for our thorns, some of us would have never showed up to church. Some of us would have never read our Bibles. Some of us would have never prayed. It was through the thorns that God demonstrated to us that he has all power in his hands. It was because of the thorn that we discovered that through God's strength, we can handle what shows up in our lives. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying when we are weak, God infuses his strength in us. Yes. God's power rest in and through us. Is there anybody here who can testify that I've had moments of weakness in my life which temporarily caused me to lose hope? But when I called on the name of the Lord for help, that he was a very present help in the time of trouble. Any witnesses? Thank God that the thorn in our lives brings God's strength and power to us. I'm about to close. And finally, Paul teaches us that the thorn is not removed sometimes in our lives. 
in order for us to experience the grace of God. Amen. Oh, uh, where you coming from, Pastor? It's right there in the text. Verse 9 starts with God answering Paul's petition by letting him know that whatever he was dealing with was overpowered by grace. Oh, Lord. What Paul, listen to what Paul says. Paul tells us, and he talking about God said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. What, what new providence and friends, what is grace? We may understand grace in its most common spiritual use to mean God's undeserving favor and love toward us. But here in this text, grace takes on the meaning of power. In other words, God wants you and I to know that his power is more than enough to handle every thorn that comes in our lives. God said, my grace is sufficient. And I stopped by New Providence to tell somebody that God's grace is certainly, somebody say certainly, certainly sufficient. I don't know about you, but I thank God for his grace. You and I experienced the grace of God. The first thing this morning, when he woke us up, still with a portion of health and strength, we experienced the grace of God this morning when we were able to get out of our beds, go and wash and dress ourselves my 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 you and I experience the grace of God the first thing this morning when we were able to get in our cars and drive here to the church without hurt harm or accident I'm here to tell somebody that all of us, even this morning, have experienced the grace of God. Even 
with all the bad, hurtful, and tragic things that have happened in our lives. God still gives us the strength and the power to press on our way. It is because his grace that we are here today. Listen, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But guess what? We're still here experiencing his powerful love and grace. So understand this morning that God allows the thorn to remain in our lives to allow us to experience the grace of God. And I don't know about you, but I thank God for the songwriter who penned these words. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. But it was grace. Somebody say grace. Grace that brought us safe this far and grace and grace and grace <laughs> will lead us home. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.